of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hello and welcome to episode 18. I am Mosh and I am all by myself on this episode of the podcast, but that is okie dokie. So we're just going to get right into things. First things first. The PlayStation Plus free games for May 2019. We have ourselves What Remains of Edith Finch and Overcooked. A little description of both. What Remains of Edith Finch. From the creators of The Unfinished Swan, the award-winning What Remains of Edith Finch is a highly original and often surreal experience. As the last of the cursed Finch family line, visit your family's old family home and discover more about your relatives' untimely deaths through unique interactive storytelling. Somber, thought-provoking, and at times deeply moving, What Remains of Edith Finch is one of this generation's most understated gems. If you missed it the first time around, now is your chance to experience it. Winner of Best Game 2017 from the British Academy Games Award, Best Narrative Award at the Game Developer's Choice Awards 2018, and more, developer Giant Sparrow's follow-up to their debut release, The Unfinished Swan, is a truly special experience. Overcooked. Built specifically with local co-op play in mind, Overcooked is a fun, frantic, and often hilarious experience for up to four players. You and your friends will join forces to become a team of chefs and work against the clock to turn out dishes for hungry customers. With a strong emphasis on teamwork and timing, you'll need to communicate with each other to chop vegetables, fry steak, stir sauces, plate up finished meals, and more, all without the kitchen catching fire. With its cute and colorful stylings, huge range of dishes and kitchen layouts, easy controls, accessible gameplay, and a focus on silly over-the-top antics, Overcooked is the perfect party game for gamers and non-gamers alike. Play solo or enjoy couch co-op and competitive modes for up to four players. And these games will be live starting today, May 7th. I've actually heard a lot of good things about What Remains of Edith Finch, so I'm definitely going to be checking that one out. I've also heard it kind of it kind of goes into like some dark places, so it might not be for everyone, but that's what it is for the month of May. Next up, Epic Games has acquired Psionics, the developer that makes Rocket League. Today is a big day for us here at Psionics because just as the headline says, we're officially joining the Epic Games family. Your first question to news like this might be, what does this mean for Rocket League and its community? We're happy to say that the answers are only positive. Rocket League always has been and always will be a community-driven game, and now that we have joined forces with Epic, we will be able to serve our community in even bigger and better ways. We understand that you might have additional questions about this new relationship, which is why we've assembled this quick FAQ to answer some of your initial questions. No, really, what does this mean for Rocket League? In the short term, nothing will change at all. We're still committed to providing Rocket League with frequent updates and have new features, new content, and new ways to play the game for as long as you will have us. In the long term, we expect to bring Rocket League to the Epic Games Store and to leverage our new relationship to grow the game in ways we couldn't do on our own before. We believe that bringing Rocket League to new audiences with more support is a win for everyone. Does this mean the gameplay will be different? Nope. What does this mean for the Rocket League esports ecosystem? We think this is a great move for the Rocket League esports ecosystem because it significantly increases our potential reach and resources just like it does for the game itself. We really do believe that you'll find our future in esports to be very exciting, especially in the near future where on June 21st through the 23rd at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, the Rocket League Championship Series Finals will end our seventh season with a bang. What happens to the Psionics team? We are the same team that we've always been, only now we have the power and experience of Epic Games behind us. One last thing before we go. 
The success of Rocket League would not have been possible without you, our community. Your loyalty, excitement, and creativity in supporting Psionics has helped us become who we are, and we look forward to you helping us for many more years to come. You have our sincerest thanks and appreciation. Editor's note, we wanted to clarify something for you after this news. Rocket League is and remains available on Steam. Anyone who owns Rocket League through Steam can still play it and can look forward to continued support. Epic and Psionics currently expect to close the acquisition near the end of May to early June 2019. So it hasn't officially happened yet, but it is going to happen. So Epic Games snatching away Psionics, taking away that Rocket League for themselves. That's pretty cool, I guess. I'm pretty sure like a few years ago, Epic Games was in like a pretty bad spot. So to see them, you know, acquiring this studio, doing big things with Fortnite, like, I mean, you got to be at least somewhat happy for them. I know a lot of people are iffy about Fortnite and they don't like Epic Games because of Fortnite and how popular it's become, but like, you know, respect where it's due. So Valve has revealed details about their new virtual reality headset called the Index. This was revealed a month ago and pre-orders have already started back on May 1st, but guess what? Pre-orders are sold out, so just a few people are interested in it. And it's going to ship this June. So, first thing that, you know, the big thing that was revealed is, well, how much it costs. Which, you know, it's it's going to cost the uh, small price of $999. But, that's if you get everything. So, I'm going to go and do a little breakdown of the pricing, but I just want to read a few things first. Uh, this is from Verge.com, or TheVerge.com. So says, that's a relatively high price by today's VR headset standards. Facebook just announced the Oculus Quest and Oculus Rift S will ship May 21st for $399. But Valve will also let you buy parts piecemeal if you need, which is rather nice. If you've already got a Vive or Vive Pro and or don't need the latest knuckle controllers, you won't necessarily need to spend that whole $999 to get started. Here's the whole price list below. Okay, so there's three things involved. There's the Valve Index headset valve index controllers and the valve index base station so you can buy them all individually the headset by itself is 499 the controllers are 279 and the base station is 149 if you want the headset and controllers together it's 749 if you want all three of the things together it's 999 like the HTC Vive before it, which was co-designed with Valve, the Index will still be a tethered experience with a 5-meter cable that plugs into a beefy gaming PC and one that uses the company's laser-firing lighthouse base stations to figure out where the headset is at at any given time. That's how it lets you walk around a room's worth of space in VR up to a huge 10 by 10 meter room if you've got four of them. Valve's not using cameras for inside-out tracking. The company says the twin stereo RGB cameras here are designed for pass-through, letting you see the real world through the headset and for whatever the computer vision community can dream up. Oh, they can dream up some things. Instead, Valve says the Index's focus is on delivering the highest fidelity VR experience possible, meaning improved lenses, screens, and audio, which in this case actually includes a pair of 1440x1600 resolution RGB LCDs, rather than the higher res OLED screens much of the competition is using. But Valve says its screens run faster, 120Hz with an experimental 144Hz mode, and are better at combating the screen door effect and blurry when you move your head persistence issues that first gen VR headsets struggled with. The Valve Index also has an IPD slider to adjust for the distance between your eyes, something none other than Oculus founder Palmer Lucky criticized the new Rift S for leaving out and lenses that Valve says offer a 20 degree larger field of view than the HTC Vive for typical users. 
Interestingly, Valve says the built-in headphones we saw in leaked images aren't actually headphones, they're speakers, and one's designed not to touch your ears, instead firing their sound towards your head. There's also a 3.5mm headphone jack if you want to plug in your headphones. Oh, people are going to plug in their headphones because we all know what you people use VR for. Valve is still being tight-lipped about its promised three full-length virtual reality games, meaning there aren't currently any big Valve-made titles to tempt you into VR on day one. Unless, of course, Valve plans to reveal them between now and the headset's mid-June launch. And that's where I'm going to come in on this. What makes people want to buy Valve's index vr headset and not the other ones on the market they need something and to me that's exclusive games what games could valve possibly have you know half-life portal stuff like that now this might sound crazy but what if they've been waiting this whole time for half-life 3 for vr what if it's supposed to be vr what if their vision for half-life 3 was to put you into that world and now that they have their own vr headset they're going to put half-life 3 on it and use that to sell it. Now this is probably super crazy and will probably never happen, but I'm an optimistic person, okay? And you know what optimism has led me to in life? Disappointment. That's not the point though. Like how else are they gonna sell this? Like again, what makes this stand apart from the other ones? Exclusive games, but if they release these games for other headsets, VR headsets, why not just go buy those? Like yeah, having these game, it'll boost sales for these games having them on these other headsets, but then no one's gonna buy your headset. Whereas if you make them exclusive to your headset, you know, the sales for those games are going to suffer, but then the sales of your headset gets boosted. Because, you know, when Half-Life came out, it was, like, revolutionary. Their games back then weren't doing what Half-Life was doing, because it, it was, like, the gold source engine, which then, like, turned into the source engine. So what if they're trying to revolutionize it again with Half-Life 3, but in a VR world? Now, I know this is, like, probably never going to happen. I, this is just me just rambling, really. But the one I think could actually be a possibility on a VR, Valve's VR index headset, is Portal 3. Like, okay, Half-Life 3, I'm giving, you know, maybe 20% chance, which is still a lot. <laughs> but Portal 3, I'm talking 80% chance here. Because think about it, Portal 1 was just you, right? Portal 2, they bring in the extra character, and that's the two. It's the co-op. Portal 3, it's the two characters, and you in VR. You are the third one in that world. Like, Portal just makes so much sense in VR. It almost makes too much sense. And it would work super well. At least in my head it would. Now, it might not be called Portal 3. It could just be called, like, Portal VR. But the chances of a Portal game being in VR, that should almost be a given. But yeah, Valve just needs... They need something to bring people in. Because I don't see any reason why I should buy their VR headset and not one of these other companies. You gotta bring people in. You gotta have that big... The big splash... Right now, I don't see anything unless a couple of games come out. And we know Valve doesn't like the number three. Half-Life 3 doesn't exist. Portal 3 doesn't exist. Left 4 Dead 3 doesn't exist. Team Fortress 3 doesn't exist. We'll be waiting. I'm waiting for some game announcements, Valve. You guys are too busy with Steam, huh? I think you're too good because you're too busy with Steam. Well, you're not doing a good enough job because Epic Games is stealing all these games away from you. So, that's that. Next up, we have Grand Theft Auto 6 rumors, and I cannot emphasize this enough. Rumors. I was not even going to talk about this, but then I saw something else where I'm like, mm, there might actually be some truth behind this. Okay, the first rumor we heard was back when the PS5 details were talked about with Mark Cerny, and the person that apparently leaked it said that Grand Theft Auto 6 was going to be exclusive to PS5 for the first month of the game's release. 
which I think is totally bogus. I don't believe that at all. Throw that one out the door. If that is real, though, it's insane. The current rumor is that the Grand Theft Auto 6 will feature multiple cities. So it's not just going to be Los Santos or Vice City or Liberty City. It's going to have multiple locations. So this was posted on Pastebin, and it says, GTA 6 is going to feature multiple big cities which players can travel across. In the title, which will make you a drug lord, you will start as a small-time guy in Liberty City doing odd chores and small-time thefts and eventually work your way to Vice City, where you will join a famous gang. You will be tasked to look after business in Liberty City until you are brought back to Vice City and soon become the drug lord. Rockstar Games has an idea about when they want to release the game, but the corporates want to analyze the sales of PS5 and the Xbox. This game can't come out for PS4 because memory restrictions. We have two major cities along with a vast stretch of highways and Blaine County like countrysides in the middle of it all. There will also be some kind of timed area between the missions with flashbacks. Certain shops will sell different types of items in different areas. Red Dead Redemption 2 type stranger dialogues will be implemented. There are big plans in online with a major content like newer towns. They are working closely with Microsoft and Sony on cloud gaming, which will help them enable online to be a continuous process. Okay, here's the thing though. The account that this was posted on was a guest account with unlimited timestamps. So apparently that person can't remove it. It has to be taken back taken down by Pastebin staff only. So if someone from the Pastebin staff saw this, why would they just randomly take it down? They probably wouldn't. Now, if Rockstar Games contacted them and said this needs to be removed, then they take it down. So that's the interesting part. If Rockstar got involved and forced this to be taken down, because if they're forcing it to be taken down, then there has to be some truth behind it, right? And don't forget, the Red Dead Redemption 2 map was leaked well before the game was ever announced. That's how we knew the game was real. It was because of that map leak. Roger Clark, the guy that voices Arthur Morgan in Red Dead 2, he was doing like an interview thing, and I'm pretty sure he said there's like 2,000 people that works at Rockstar, and Rockstar has multiple studios, but that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that know about these games, and that's a lot of people that have to keep their mouths shut, and it's really only a matter of time before someone starts talking, and these leaks are so, well, leaks, rumors, whatever, they're so kind of like vague, not vague, but they're not super detailed, like these are things that pretty much everyone working on the game knows. How many people working on the game knows that there's going to be multiple cities? Probably everyone. How many people working on the game probably know the story? Probably everyone. So it's, it would be hard for Rockstar to like track down who is leaking this stuff. Because if they could track them down, they'd be in a lot of trouble. Now, if it was something super detailed like, oh, the, the main character wears size 12 shoes and their eyebrows are three inches wide and the bridge of their nose is this. Like, if it was super detailed, they'd be able to kind of like figure out who's behind and those that was a really weird example but you know what i'm getting at because sometimes i think developers feed certain people false information and if that information surfaces on the internet then they know who leaked it but with something like this where it's just like oh there's multiple locations oh you're gonna be a drug lord like you can't really track that person down so while this seems so almost obvious like it could still be true in a way and then something else popped up now this one I don't know if I believe. Someone made a like a post on Glassdoor, which is like a job site, and they claim to be a current employee at Rockstar, a QA tester or a quality assurance tester that is, you know, playing this game. And basically there's a part that says advice to management and it says gamers aren't happy with us lately. Time working needs cutting. All employees should be treated equally. Six colleagues have left due to stress. Let us have more holiday. Stop making us guilty for not working. 
Voices need to be heard more. Care for your new members equal. Less crunch pressure, more praise. Classic bullying needs to stop. And if you take the first letters from each sentence and number, it says GTA 6 LSVCLC. So Grand Theft Auto 6, Los Santos, Vice City, Liberty City. It also mentions um, bully or bullying twice. So people think bully too, but this one I don't really believe as much. Because I don't know if anyone could just go on Glassdoor and like say stuff. This post, mm, but the one before it saying multiple locations and, you know, kind of the plot of the story. You know, again, I'm not saying it's true, but, you know, there could be something behind it if Rockstar really did contact Pastebin to have it removed. And again, with all those people at Rockstar, someone's bound to start talking. Also, you got to think of it like this. If they have multiple locations, you know, I'm not saying that can't work in story mode because it absolutely can. But how's it going to work online? Because that map would be massive, like too big. So I don't know if that would really work. My thought is that you would go into different servers. Like when you boot up online, it'll say, you know, Liberty City server, Vice City server. You go in the Liberty City server, you're in Liberty City with everyone else that chose to be in that server. And you're only in Liberty City. And if you want to go to Vice City, you got to go to the Vice City server. And I mean, I don't know. I guess we just have to wait and see. And again, we don't even know if this is true to begin with. So it's really just a guessing game at this point. And if I find out anything more about Grand Theft Auto 6... I will be sure to talk about it. Next up, we have Prop Hunt. So Black Ops 4 introduced Prop Hunt the other day with the start of their new season, Spectre Rising Operation. I just want to give my thoughts on it real quick. Let's talk about the maps. As of right now, the only maps in Black Ops 4 Prop Hunt are Frequency, Contraband, Seaside, Hacienda, Militia, Firing Range, and Nuketown. In my opinion, Contraband and Hacienda gotta go. And they gotta go because both maps have water in them. And a lot of people like to hide in the water, which is kind of annoying because when the rounds start, the hunters just go straight for the water. And it just kind of ruins, you know, the whole point of the game. Because everyone's just focused on those specific areas. So those maps gotta go. The map that needs to replace one of those maps is Morocco. How's Morocco not in Prop Hunt? Like, that map has so many props in it, it'd be perfect for Prop Hunt. But for some reason, it ain't in the rotation. I remember when the season started, before Prop Hunt was brought in, because it started on Tuesday and then Prop Hunt was brought in on Friday, I played a match on Morocco. I was like, man, I can't wait to play this map in Prop Hunt because it's going to be fantastic. Well, it ain't in Prop Hunt. I don't know what they're doing. Also, Nuketown, only mannequins. It's really weird. I don't like that at all. Apparently, this was in Black Ops 3 as well. I didn't play Black Ops 3 Prop Hunt because they added it in after I stopped playing Black Ops 3. So I was not aware of this. But yeah, Mannequin only in Nuketown is just, it's not good. Nuketown could be so good for Prop Hunt. But we need a normal version. Like, you know, they have all these variants of these maps. Why not have a variant of Prop Hunt? Have Nuketown normal, Nuketown Mannequin. Take out Contraband Hacienda, two maps. Add in Morocco and Nuketown normal. There, now you have the same amount of maps. Health regen. Props don't have health regen. It's been like this for a long time. It's not anything new. I think they should add health regen. Because right now, to me, there's no urgency to kill a prop. Like, you injure the prop, you shoot it a few times, it goes around the corner, you lose it, you know. Okay, I'll come back for you later. But if props had health regen, you know, you're like, oh, I hit this prop, I need to go get it and kill it before it gets its health back. But, I don't think health regen should be immediate. I'm talking, like, 30 seconds. If you don't get hit for 30 seconds, then you start regaining your health back. I think that's fair. And make it even more fair, you know, you can have up to three props. The one you start with, and then you can change twice. Just take away one of the changes. 
So you have your first prop you start with and then one change. If that balances out having health regen, you know, after 30 seconds and not being hit. I think that's fair. I'm also saying that because I could probably win every round with health regen. Other maps that are not in prop hunt that could be in prop hunt, payload, mm, not really. There's not really any props on that map, so that wouldn't really work. Gridlock, that could probably work. I could see gridlock. Arsenal, again, the same as payload. There's really not props on that map to begin with, so that won't work. Icebreaker, same thing. Jungle, mm, jungle could probably work. Slums could probably work. Summit, it's kind of iffy. I don't know. The best maps right now for me are Frequency, Seaside, and Firing Range. I think those ones are great. I've only played Hacienda a couple times, and I've played Militia like once, so... I don't really have much of an opinion on those. But yeah, so far so good on Prop Hunt. After like two streams of playing it, I had like 50 minutes worth of footage to use, which will get cut down furthermore. But still, I got like, in like two days of playing, I got like three videos worth of stuff. So that's pretty cool. And expect a new Prop Hunt video very soon in the coming days. And an important thing about Prop Hunt are the maps. Like the maps really make it what it is. I didn't like Prop Hunt in World War II because the maps just sucked. Really liked it in Modern Warfare Remastered because the maps were great. And so far in Black Ops 4, it's like 50-50. Like, half are good, half are not good. But hopefully they add in Morocco and kind of change things up a bit. That would be awesome. Alright, let's talk about some music. So we are not ending this month without a new song from Bad Omens. Slipknot, and dare I even say it, Tool. So Bad Omens, they completely finished the new album, tweeted about it, it's done, mixed, mastered, we're good to go. Now we just have to wait for, you know, the official announcement of, you know, the name of it and when it's releasing, but I would be shocked if they don't release a new song sometime this month. Also, the vocalist of the band said, he tweeted and he said, it sounds like if God made metalcore. He also tweeted, if you've never heard a metal song with Indian chants, gospel singers, acoustic guitars, fireballs, and whistles all in one track before, you're going too soon with the new Bad Omens album. And then he put two emojis, a crown, and a Joker's card. And in a previous tweet, you know, before this, there was the word blood and king. So a crown, a Joker, blood, and king. I think those four words are, you know, important. Whether that has to do with the album title or just song titles, I would just be on the lookout for those four words being somewhat, you know, important to the name or the song names and i'm excited because bad omens is in my top five for most anticipated albums for this year so we're getting close next are my boys in slipknot you already know my favorite band i had a theory i had a theory that they were going to release a new song on may 24th i'm going to give you reasons why that's the day that their bassist died so it's like the death anniversary it's on a friday which you know new music is usually released on fridays it's nine years since his death, and there's nine members in the band. Well, there's supposed to be nine members in the band, but with the drama going on, there might be eight. But anyway, nine years, nine members, Friday, death anniversary, like everything just goes together so well. Like it's funny how the universe does that, right? Well, right before I started recording this, Slipknot sent out a little, a little tweet, a little Instagram message. And on May 17th, Friday, May 17th, they will be performing on Jimmy Kimmel Live. So that throws my theory out the door because they are definitely going to be performing with new masks. I don't know if they're going to be playing a new song or not, or if they're going to be playing All Out Life, which came out on Halloween of last year. 
I don't know, but I just I don't think they're gonna reveal the masks for the first time on TV. So I'm thinking a music video, a new song get released before then. So new Slipknot music days away, new mask reveal days away, new album announcement official title days away. August 9th. Cannot get here any sooner. And then Tool. You thought I was crazy for saying Half-Life 3. Here's a crazier one. New Tool music. After all these years. It's actually not crazy though. Because last night, at the time of this recording, on May 5th, Tool played a show. And they performed two new songs. For real. Actual real songs. Called Descending. And the other is called Invincible. I don't know if those are the official titles, but that's what people are saying they are. Both. I heard listen to both songs. Now it's the live version, not the studio version. So, you know. It's not the greatest, but they sound very toolish. Like, even after all these years, they have not lost their sound at all. So, I think Tool fans will be very pleased. Also, I just can't imagine Tool releasing a new song and announcing the album and then being like, okay, here's the name of the album. It comes out in two months. You know, get your pre orders in now. Like, that just doesn't seem like something that they would do. So, I'm wondering if they're just going to release the album one day. Like, just surprise drop it. So, yeah, new Tool music very soon well i mean it's happened but the studio versions of it very soon it's real the the memes can stop about a new tool out tool album jesus can't even talk anymore it's real it's happening you can hear the new songs and you are gonna get the new reveal for the new call of duty by the end of the month which is actually probably gonna happen in a few days so this month is you know it's pretty nice nice for reveals i'm into it i'm down all right weekly pick this week another documentary i'm on a documentary kick again grounded the making of the last of us if you want to see how the last of us was made a bunch of behind the scenes stuff developers talking the actors talking this is a video for you i'll put a link in the description also spoilers the video contains spoilers but again it's really cool it's cool seeing the actors doing you know their performance capture and like kind of getting choked up and just really getting into character just like all the work that gets put into it and then seeing the final product like it's just it's just cool stuff. I love seeing stuff like this. It's a few years old. This isn't new, but I figured why not just throw this out here for my weekly recommendation. Getting excited for that Last of Us Part 2, though. That's my most anticipated game. Now on to my weird story of the week. Juno, Alaska. Politics can stink. That was the message delivered by a traveler to airport inspectors in Alaska who found moose nuggets inside his carry-on bag. The man told agents he collects the droppings and likes to present it for politicians and their bleeping policies. It actually says bleeping, I'm not censoring myself. A spokeswoman says the discovery didn't warrant writing a report and the man was sent on his way with the poop. It is not known if it was the same person, but a man was seen passing out baggies of moose nuggets at the Capitol on the same day as a protest against the governor's proposed budget. So, you know, Alaskans and their moose poop. Name more iconic duo. I dare you. That's going to be it for me on this week's episode. And just a heads up again, I will have a prop hunt video out very soon. And there's going to be a new state of play on May 9th. And from what I have heard, it's going to only be about 10 minutes long. And it's going to like primarily feature the remake of Medieval. So... No one should get their hopes up for any big announcements. It's, you know, you're just disappointing yourself. Just low expectations. It's not going to be anything big. And I've also heard that 
Ubisoft will be revealing a new Ghost Recon game on the same day. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Later.